is up, everybody. Man, if I could borrow some lyrics from ELP. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that I hope never ends. Yes, we're so glad you could attend. Come inside because it's cold and rainy out. But anyway, we're going to have a great time here at the Musicians Cafe once again. My name is Brian Dick, and I know everybody's waking up from a food comatose uh, from being involved in Christmas. But here we are live again, once again, here in our uh, Homestead Studios for another great night, action-packed episode of the Musicians Cafe. Got my man next to me here, man. He's uh, He is ready for the new year, that's for sure. He's been... Uh, He's been ready to ring it in for a while. My man, Ryan Copenhaver, brother. How you feeling, brother? I'm doing great. How are you? Happy uh, post-Christmas, everybody. Yeah, man. Yeah, did you have a good one? I had a great one, yes. Did you really? Small, quaint, a lot of good gifts. A lot food. of food? Oh, my God. Too much. Still eating leftovers. Man, isn't it great? It is great, awesome, man. <laughs> Leftover turkey sandwiches, dude. That's what it's at, I'm telling you. Oh, well, Ryan, man, we have got a cool bunch of guys here with us tonight. That's for sure. And I'm really excited about it. I've been, I've been excited since we booked this. But we've got a local hard rock band, man. These guys are cool as hell. It is Crossing Styles, man. How are you guys feeling tonight? Feeling fantastic, man. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Yes. We, we got Dave. We got Rich. We got Bobby. We got Reed. How about that? I did it. And you guys are hanging out. We appreciate you making the trip out here tonight on a terrible weather evening, man. Wow. Yeah, a lot of rain. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and, and Rich drove from Marshall, yeah. Virginia. <laughs> wow. Wow. We appreciate that, Rich. We really yeah, do. Well, we got so much stuff we got to get to with you guys, and we're going to do that real soon. But in the meantime, we got to get to uh, everybody get their pen and paper because we got to get to the menu. And folks, it's New Year's Eve weekend, so don't lay around the house. Get your ass out and see some music. And Ryan's going to tell you about it right now. Yes, sir. Coming up uh, at the Tally Ho Theater on December thirtieth. My kid brother with Pleasure Business. Yeah. Uh, on New Year's Eve, we've got the Reagan Years and the Kelly Bell Band. Hey, yeah. You know what? Have you ever seen them? The Reagan Years. No, the Kelly Bell Band. I have not. Man, I'm telling you, I got a quick tell a quick story if you don't mind. Sure. If you, if anybody's ever seen the Kelly Bell, have you seen them, Bobby? No, I've seen videos, but I don't Man, think I've ever seen them live. They are as good as you can find. They do a little bit of everything. Honestly, they do everything from Lady Gaga to Ozzy Osbourne. I shit wow. you not. And they are so good. Um, I, years ago, I got to host the downtown uh, events called Friday Night Lives. So I did that for like four or five years. And each time, you know, you get to meet the band that they would have there. And they always had good bands. They weren't always the most friendly bands in the world, but they were good bands. But they had Kelly Bell come, and, and that band could not have been more professional but more friendly than they were, especially Kelly himself. And it was the coolest thing because when they got ready to do a sound check, you know, they, they came late, and I thought, how are they going to get ready for the show? And they did the sound check, but what they did is they played this really cool groove song, and he's like, come on up, and you do your thing, and we're going to play behind you. So I'm up there doing all the announcing about what all's going on, and they're like doing this thing behind me, and that's their sound check. And by the time they got done, everything sounded great, and they blew the roof off the place, and it was so good. So folks, go see Kelly Bell for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, coming up next at the Hollywood Casino on uh, New Year's Eve is that Arena Rock Show. Yeah. And then it looks like Bear Chase Brewery has a nice lineup here. Uh, and on the 28th, Cela Campbell. On the 29th, Tejas Singh. On the 30th, Levi Stevens and Jimmy Lee. On the 31st is Gary Smallwood, and then on January 1st, 2024, Dave Menneberg. Then we move on to On Cue Sports Bar on New Year's Eve. It's Off the Cuff. Uh, next at Box Office Brewery on the 29th is Scott Sanford and the Wichita Falls Band. Yeah, that sounds good, too. And then uh, December 30th is the XL Band with Lisa. And then moving on to the Troubadour Lounge and Park on the 30th is Glow in the Dark Party. 
And then on the 31st is a black tie affair with breakfast. Yeah, man. At midnight, they're serving breakfast for everybody. That's kind of cool. Breakfast is good anytime. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Uh, Piccadilly Pub House on the 29th is the Cold North. And then on the 30th is Chase and Jane. And then New Year's Eve, Dennis Donaldson with DJ Fury. Yeah, man. Sounds like a good one that night, too. And then Backseat Bar and Grill on the 30th is Cashmere was sold out. And then on the 31st, Low Water Bridge Band and Plate Scrapers. Yeah, but that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, they're going to pack a lot of people in there both nights, I think, because Low Water Bridge is on fire. Everybody loves them right now. So um, that's a really good pick there if you if people are looking for something to do. Then but uh, we got one better coming up. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds familiar. Blue you want Fox, a drum roll? We can do a drum roll. Do. Blue Fox Bar and Grill on the 29th is our very own Crossing Styles. Yeah, right man, here. you guys got to be stoked about that, right, Dave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They That's are with cool. uh, Spiral Grave and Coalition 369. Uh, December 30th is Dixie Filth. Yeah, former guest here. Previous yeah. guest, yep. Yeah. Gone Cold and Seasons. Then on the 31st is Mount Olympus. Do you uh, guys know anything about that, Bobby? No, I don't, I'm not familiar with no. them. Uh, Reed, you no, need anything? I, I don't know. It looks really cool. They got a great looking like you know, banner online about Mount Olympus, but I couldn't really tell much about it. I don't know what it was all. But anyway, I'm sure it's great. So. Mm. Uh, at the Paladin on 1230 is Daryl Marini. And then P2, we've got on the 29th, Robbie Lyman. Yeah. And cool. on the 30th is Dylan Wolfel. Yeah, both friends of the show. Excellent. Bright Box Theater, uh, 1229 is Iron Skillet and Friends. And then on the 31st is Scott Kurt and Memphis 59. Did I run into you down at Bright Box last weekend? Uh, yes. Yeah. We had a good time. <laughs> here, <laughs> How fun was that, man? It was a blast. We that did was, a murder mystery last weekend down there, and oh, it was cool. a, it was such a good time. Yeah, for sure. That was my first experience. I really didn't pay attention to the plot. I just thought it was funny as hell. It, it was funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Very good characters. Um, rounding out the menu here on uh, January 11th is our uh, previous guest as well, Joseph Bourgeois, at the Horseshoe Curve from 8 to 11. Yeah, man, up on the mountain. How cool is that? He's pretty excited, too, so I want to make sure we keep announcing that because Joe was looking forward to that for sure. And we are done. Is that all you got? Yes, sir. Well, don't forget about Mission Road Band, too. All I want to say, their new album is out, so please make sure you download it. You can buy the hard CD if you want to to see Pauly, and he'll make sure he gets you one. That'll be cool. So thank you very much there, Ryan, for doing that. Before we get too much further, we got to do our trivia question of the show. And I looked really hard. Bobby, you and I got to work on that, too, because you got a couple you said, too, and I want to bounce and get you to bounce those off of me later on. All right, cool. And I might end up using one of them and giving you credit. But I, I was looking for one. I was like, what is the number one song of all time that's got a year in the title? It seems simple enough, right? I could not find the daggone answer today. Like, the nearest I could find is sort of there was some sort of offbeat website that said that the, the song 1979 from the Smashing Pumpkins it's a great song, but I had a hard time believing that's the best song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would but, think 1999 by, yeah, by Prince. Prince would probably yeah. be definitely yeah. going to be yeah. 1979, yeah. 1979, I would think. Yeah. But I don't even know if that's the number one of all time because you yeah. can, th- you know, there's so many. Uh, but I could not find an answer, so I'm going to work on that because I wanted to do something sort of New Year's related. So I did this, and this is kind of a an easy one here. But w- according to Billboard magazine, what is the top song? Of the year 2023, the one we're finishing up. What is the top song of the year? Please don't tell me it's a Taylor Swift song. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm so over that. Well, I tell you what, I, I'll <laughs> let you keep guessing. I'm not going to tell you that that's right or wrong yet. But uh, I never kind of got the whole Taylor Swift thing. So. <laughs> no. Sorry. God bless her. Great person. Yes. Yeah. 
can't deal. <laughs> well, I'll get back to the answer here in a little bit, everybody, because uh, you're going to be surprised, I think, when I tell you what the answer so. is. Maybe a little bit surprised, not terribly surprised. But anyway, very cool. So thank you very much for indulging in that. Now, back to what we're really here for. We've got Cross and Styles, a great rock band. You guys consider yourself based out of Winchester, Cape and Bridge, Marshall? What, what do you say? Yeah, we're based out of Cape and Bridge, Cape and Winchester. Bridge. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dave and I both live in Cape and Bridge, and Reed, of course, in Winchester, and, and Richard across the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so, yeah, we consider ourselves based out of Winchester. Very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. And um, what? how's it for you guys right now? Tell me, like, you guys got lots of dates coming up. How's it feel being in Crossing Styles? Anybody can answer. It doesn't matter. I'll let these guys answer. Yeah, they're the go. newest members. So I've been in it since yeah. 2000. Uh, what year 16. did we start, Dave? We 16. Yeah. 16. Yeah, 2016. Gotcha. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I mean, it, it's a pretty fun experience. I mean, we're we're gigging out a ton. We're having a good time. You know, people seem to enjoy what we're bringing and the, the new stuff that we've been bringing to the band since um, Dave and I joined up. Very cool. And just having a good time. That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's part, Everybody's man. clicking, right, yeah. Bobby? Yeah, at the yeah. end of the Rich, day, if, right? if you're yeah. not having fun, it's it's not worth it. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, all right, I heard you mention it. When did Crossing Styles become a band? So we officially became a band in 2000. I always forget, Dave. 2016. 2016. Okay. Yes. So Dave joined the band with a bass player by the name of Bill Harris from Up My Way. Okay. Uh, and that was the, and then our lead vocalist at the time, that was uh, him and I originally formed the band. Right. And um, uh, we've been through a few musicians. Uh, Randy Corbin, who you've had on the yeah, show. Yeah, with, Randy. Uh, yep. with, plays with Chad and those guys from Blue Ridge Rain. Give mm-hmm. them a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was. Uh, he came on when Bill had to step away for health issues, and then uh, Randy stayed with me um, until he took the job with Chad. And uh, then uh, we had uh, Don Rupert. I don't know if you know him. I know the name. Uh, yep. He's actually with the Fog Band now, playing right, bass okay. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we found the man Richard, and he's he, killing it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, man. He's ah, uh, man. He's Am killing I? it. Am yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is. Of course, Just, you yeah, are. He'll talk it down, but but. Yeah. Yeah, he brings a whole new flavor, a whole new flavor, real solid, hard-driving bass lines. He, he's very articulate. He knows when to play and when not to play. Right, gotcha. That's what's killer, and he really syncs with Dave's kick drum. That's cool. Yeah, so, real tight. It yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, the, 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 you guys lay down the groove then. Yeah. These boys make it easy. Very cool, play. yeah, that's for sure. How did you guys... Uh, develop your name i mean i i have an idea but i'd love to hear <laughs> so the 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 other founding member and i um were trying to come up with a name we had a duo and we were just out playing the legions and the elks clubs and stuff and we just were we couldn't come up with a name and we were sitting around what we used to do uh, you know a lot and that's sit around the campfire and just pick i'm a bluegrasser too mm-hmm. so um and i'm like you know we cover a lot of different genres. He grew up singing gospel um, and singing country, and I grew up singing bluegrass and then got to be a diehard metalhead. And um, I'm like, you know, we've got so many different styles, and we cross so many different styles mm-hmm. and click just yeah. like that. Boom, I was like, there you go. Yeah. Crossing styles. That's it. That's awesome. That's that's how it originated. So, do you guys have merch that support that? Like, yes, yeah, yeah. awesome, yeah. And where can they? Uh, where can our great listeners find that? Yeah, outside um, of your shows, of course. Outside of our shows, they can contact us on Facebook through our Facebook page or through our website. We have a a, a link on our website. They can contact us at there. It's 
www.crossingstyles.com. There you go. So yeah, they can hit us up there. And we're actually, uh, I just worked up a new and got the approval of the guys. We worked up a new logo and uh, put it in uh, at the end of 2023. And uh, we're going to start getting some new merch nice. moving into 2024. I'm putting my order in right now, so, Bobby. Cool. Double I'm X. Put, I'm going to give you money for you. Double X. Yeah, <laughs> double X. That's right. I'm a big old fella. That's for sure. Yeah. Got to do that. All right. I'm going to rewind everything for everybody here. And I'm going to start to my left here with Dave because you were one of the original founding yes. members of this band, which is cool. But let's talk about you yourself. Now, you, did you grow up in, in Cape and Bridge area? And did you start playing at an early age? Tell me about how yes, all that worked I've, for you. I've been in Cape and Bridge most of my life. Have you really? Um, cool. And I was, music was introduced to me through my father. Okay. He played acoustic guitar. He had a bunch of friends who played music. He would do on the weekends what they call picking parties. They, they'd go to each other's house on the weekends and just play. And I would just ride along. And very yeah, cool. And I was caught very interested in it. And, um, and, and then I thought, man, this is something that I want to do, but guitar was not my thing. I was getting ready to ask guitar you. Somewhere along the thing. way, you had to um, make a switch or actually, something, Actually, right? they were having a picking party at uh, Bill Harris, uh, the, the guy he mentioned earlier that started with us. Okay. And he had a set of bongos in his living room. Okay. So I just one day had them between my legs, and I started pecking on them, and Bill was like, Bob, you know, your boy there, he's got some rhythm. You might want to check into that. <laughs> yeah. So... I was like, yeah, I think I like doing that. So then I, for years, bugged. You know, I want a drum set. I want a drum set. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> so finally, about 13, for Christmas time, I was presented with a drum set. Nice. And then I thought, well, I need to learn how to play these correctly. So then I decided to join the band. In elementary school, concert band. Understood. Yep. Middle school, same thing. Once I got to the high school, then I had to do the, I did the, the marching band. Loved it. Sure. I thought, yeah. man, I, I want to go from straight from a snare. I want to do a full set. Right. So I learned the basics on that. Um, I cannot read sheet music. It's all memorized. Neither I can I. Everything. Yep, Just like yep. what we play now, it's it's all memorized. Sure. Um, yeah. So then I got into it, and I got it every day just playing and playing and playing. And now it's just it's the passion now, man. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, I love. It. I go watch live concerts, and I'm just like, man, that's amazing. Now, did you do a lot of bands before Crossing Styles? Yeah, did you um, have some high school bands or anything like um, that? We had. I had a band years ago. It was a hard metal band. Okay. Um, it was by the name of Burning Mercury. Okay. Um, I got involved with them. They got me out in the live scene, playing on the stage, getting the stage front away, and it worked. Right. They we went our separate ways, and then um, I heard about Bobby and right. having a little duo deal. I'm like, man, y'all ever want to start a band? Let me know. I want to play drums. And they were playing country. Country's not big to me, but I don't mind it. Sure. Finally, like, all right, we'll give it a whirl. And it worked out great. Cool. And I'm like, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do. Nice. Man. This is what I want to do. Nice. Very um, cool. Do you remember what your first drum set was? Ludwig rock set. There you go. I was, was going to say yeah. Yeah. rock star. Yeah, yeah probably that was yeah. my first too. I think it was a lot yeah. of people's. Yeah, first that's drum a, set. that's yeah. a great one to go with too. They're Slowly always pretty solid. My money and bought Gibraltar rack. And yeah, the Zildjian cymbals and the it was expensive when we were yeah, little. It's what still expensive. <laughs> still expensive. Yeah, you're right about I mean, that. I would agree. Yeah, it's an expensive hobby, but it's one that I love, man. Yeah, I mean, if I could do it all the time, I would. But, cool. You know. Very cool. The newest guy in the band is the guy seated to your left. It's Rich. And Rich, I'm going to kind of get down the same road with you. Uh, first of all, do you hail from Virginia, or did, are you, did you move here from another area? How's that work for you? No, nah, man, I grew up in New York City. In New York City? Yeah. Very cool. And did you? how long have you been in Virginia? Yeah, about 25 years. Okay, so yeah, yeah, for a while then. Yep. Gotcha. How did your music stuff start for you? Well, Started playing trumpet when I was eight years old. And oh man, band. that's so cool! <laughs> Came real natural, and uh, there was a guitar studio around the corner from my house, so 
begged my father for a Les Paul knockoff. Uh huh. And I, you know, he, I grew up on Steppenwolf and Led Zeppelin. My father would not stop playing it, and, uh, <laughs> so I got it drilled into my head. You had a good father. And grew up, you know, <laughs> New York City in the seventies and eighties is all about punk rock, so I just grew up at CBGBs. Did you really? Good for raised you. On the Ramones and Bad Brains. Wow. And uh, I learned how to play bass because the band needed a bass player, and I played all the songs for them. So they said, "You're in." And then we uh, had a pretty successful run in the city for a while. Nice, very good, yeah. very good. Do you had? Did you have a lot of early influences on bass, or did you just kind of forge your way through it? I, I just love Rush and everything about uh, it. I know my punk rock friends made fun of me for it. Okay, so we're, we're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite band too. So. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So then, one thing about it, Rich, and tell me if this is true. I bring this up a lot. Boo Snyder on the show one time years ago said, when you play bass, you can always find a band. Has that been true for you? Yeah, bass players are kind of flaky, almost as flaky as drummers. <laughs> Amen. I that. would agree to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to show up late and pretend you know how to play an instrument. It's nice. <laughs> I like it. That's so funny. Cool. So how did you find this crazy group? These guys? Yeah. Should I tell them? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Well, I was at an airport bar <laughs> having a drink, and this guy bought me a drink. And uh, next thing I knew, woke up strapped to a chair in a warehouse <laughs> with a bass guitar in my hands. <laughs> I love it. What a great <laughs> story. like he meant business. I think I better learn how to play this thing. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not bald and wear two size shirts for nothing. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Imposing looking figure. Yeah, over there. It's much uh, sexier than saying I answered to Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story, Rich. I love it. You jazzed it up. That's cool. That's cool. Man, we got to go around the table, right, Ryan? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Come on, Bobby. You're next, buddy. Yeah. What oh, got you geez. started, man? Uh, well, I started uh, with a mandolin in my hand at two years old. Um, I got the. My mom and dad were big bluegrassers. Um, my dad had a lot to do with bluegrass in Northern Virginia and DC uh, with the cellar door. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember that club in oh, DC. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, and uh, he was a, a career firefighter, so that was big. Um, and they played bluegrass their whole lives. Um, and uh, um, so I started with bluegrass, you know, at a pretty young age. They had a mandolin in my hand at, at two years old and got my picture on the front of Bluegrass Unlimited. Oh, cool. At, How about, at two yeah, years old good. in yeah. Pikeville, Kentucky, sitting on, the, sitting on a, the, the, uh, the step of our camping trailer. Right. So, uh, and then I just, I still love bluegrass. I still play it. Um, but at 12, I got the metal bug and it hit me hard, really hard. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my, my cousin that, uh, I spent a lot of time with when I was younger had a, uh, a, an SG. He's got a 71 original wow. standard SG. Yeah, it's worth a little. So, uh, I, first song I ever learned, he showed me the single chords to smoke on the water and, um, um, uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Wow. Okay. And for, it just took off from there. I still have the first guitar I ever bought. So it's a uh, a 1984 uh, Lotus. Cool. Guitar. Okay. Yeah. 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 To back, or, uh, uh, Strawberry Sunburst. How about that? I still have it. I'm glad you do. I think it's cool that you hang on to it like that. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And then I got the metal bug. And um, what gave that to you? Was there an incident? You know, was it a band? Uh, there, was was, a there was. There was. You know, my sister's. I have two older sisters, um, and they listen to everything. They listen to uh, R&B. They listen to uh, uh, blues. And I just got – I really enjoyed the the, – 
the rhythmic lines of jazz, and then when I heard Ozzy Osbourne and Sabbath, there you go. I was hooked. I was absolutely right. dumbfounded. I was just like, "How is Tony Iommi? What right. is he doing?" And I had to learn it. So I learned every song off that album. That was the first album I dove into. Oh well, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, then as I progressed on, I got into, you know, players like Satriani and Stevie Ray Vaughan okay. and Steve Vai and... Um, the Meisters. You know, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Danny Gatton took off and he really striked my interest and I started learning how to chicken pick. So, cool. you know, guys like him and Brad Paisley, you know, just... Uh, they blow me out of the water when I see him play. Another West Virginia boy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very cool. You know. Yeah. So my music tastes span. You know, I listen to Sinatra. I listen to jazz. I listen to R and B. I listen to some rap. Don't kill me for that, guys. Taylor Swift. Uh, no, no, that's where I draw the line. No, I draw the line there. Um, but you know, and it just it just took off from there. But but hard rock and metal is just it it makes what little bit of hair I have left on my head stand up. <laughs> I got you. So, I feel you on that one. Yeah. yeah. So, very, very you know, cool. I I never got the opportunity to see some of the, you know, the the big guys like I've never seen Aerosmith, I've never seen Rush. Uh I would have loved to have seen Nazareth in their day. Sure. Um, yeah. you know, some of those guys, uh, Quiet Riot, you yeah. know, Priest in the younger days. I would have loved to have been able to see them. But uh at least we got videos of them. That's so. true. That we do. And we do. Yeah. That's for sure. Very cool. Man, the last guy over here. We got to get to read, man. Reed, tell me about what's going on with you. How did it all start? Uh, I mean, gosh, music has been around me for forever. Um, I guess really started um, messing around. I don't play piano, but that was kind of, I guess, where I started with my grandfather trying to teach me. That didn't really work out. Uh, he started um, with tuba, actually, in uh, fifth grade. I was like 10, 11 years old. Um, I was the only kid in the band that could play it, so I ended up playing it. Nice. Um, okay. And kind of still playing it here and there 13 years later, you know, got okay at it. Um, then started, um, my sister actually dragged me into the school musical. Right. And that was really where the, the singing thing started, and I really got into musical theater for a while, um, did that, and um, especially during that time, I mean, I was surrounded by parents who were really into music. My mom is... You know, super into Bon Jovi, uh, Lenny Kravitz, uh, Culture Club, a whole bunch of different things. Um, you know, my dad's a huge um, jam bands guy, Fish. Nice. Grateful okay, Dead, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, so I had a whole bunch of eclectic, you know, music to listen to growing up. And then I found, you know, Aerosmith and Dio and that kind of stuff and really got into um, a whole bunch of that kind of stuff. And really any... Any singer that was like, wow, I, I can't sing that way. I want to learn how to sing that way. Nice, so okay. that was really what drew me in. So obviously, you know, Andrew Stockdale, Wolf Mother, okay. things like yeah. that were really yeah. my big influences. Um, then out of uh, high school, uh, a couple buddies were getting together and uh, tried to make a band. I uh, picked up the bass and played bass and sang backing vocals for them. Uh, and then... You know, played with them for a number of years, just kind of messing around, trying to do some stuff. Uh, and then I joined Nero Siddle for a number of years, was with them. Yeah, some, that's uh, right. That's where I've seen you before, stuff. though. Okay, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, Bobby reached out to me the uh, end of last year and said, hey, do you want to come and work with us? And I joined up with him, and here we are. Very cool. I like it. 
I like it. That's awesome. You guys have a nice wide palette. I think that's what makes yeah. it work so yeah. good, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Obviously, there's a vast array of musical interest with you guys. What's a what's a typical set list look like? Are you mixing in like these different genres? Is it straight rock music? It's basically rock now. It, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, you know, it's the, be- pr- the beginning. We when it first started, we we did a we did some rock, we did some country, back and forth, keep everybody happy. But then this round, it's just strict rock. Strict rock. Yeah, and like you know, everybody in here's been saying, Aerosmith was what got me going with rock music. You know, I remember watching MTV and having my parents say, "Man, I want that song." Right. Love in an elevator. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> yeah. I want that album, and I got a cassette tape for Christmas that same year. Yeah. That was my drive. Right. You know. Um, that so yeah we now we're just strictly basically rock we might have one or two country of that we'll try right which won't be that. in there long right we're <laughs> trying to get away from that yeah you and I are similar Dave because uh, Aerosmith was huge on me Toys in the Attic I'm much yes. older than you yeah so Toys in the Attic when it came out back in the seventies that's sort of what got my juices flowing for that band for sure what a great album that was killer you know, album. great album oh, yeah. yeah. So I know how you feel. You know, yeah. it is, it takes something like that, that to get you going. I was mainly growing up. You know, yeah. we were like '90s country, Garth Brooks, and yeah, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I remember watching MTV Awards, and, and Aerosmith was on there, and I'm like, they played that song. I'm like, I like that song. Who is it? And right, right, right. You know, I had to find out who it was, and then I got the cassette tape. And Are you guys finding? Because this area, I mean, to me, it's it's still kind of welcoming the rock seen a lot more so it's mm-hmm. awesome to hear that you yeah. guys are, oh, yeah, are out absolutely. there a lot of things we hear now doing your thing because you know, not to knock on anybody but we hear man thank god you guys ain't playing country like this country <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we hear it all it's the time so much yeah. and i'm it's, like yeah. wow it's really missed Which, that much there's nothing wrong with a good country set right but just not too many right and i bet you i'm just guessing bobby are you hearing it from people that are are aged near you and I, like I'm, I'm in my fifties. Are you hearing it from people 40, 50 years old? Yeah. And I'm hearing it from the crowd. That's, you know, I'm hearing it from the crowd that's 60 and under. Yeah. That it's like, Oh my God, you guys play rock. Really? Really? You know? And they're, they're like losing their minds at the beginning. And they look down at our set list and they're like, Holy crap. Finally, you know, a band, you know, that, and you know, like I said, nothing against the guys that are out there doing country. I admire anybody that oh, gets yeah. up on stage and yeah. plays. 100%. I give them a 100%. thumbs up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of country bands in our area. Yeah. A lot of good country bands in our area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so at the end of the year, last year, when I had the opportunity, it's like, I'm I'm done with country. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I want to play what I want to play. Um, I've been doing this a long time, so I'm going to make it work. Yeah. So... Good for you guys for sticking true to what it is. I mean, do you find that you're getting a nice following in this area? Like that once the rock scene, that once the rock music, I mean, it sounds like you're getting a lot of good feedback. Yeah. I mean, Reed can probably touch on that a little bit better because he That's deals not... a lot with our social media. There but, you go. Yeah. And with him being the front guy, you know, they're just flocking all over him <laughs> because of that hair. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but he can, you know, he can definitely, definitely say yeah to that oh yeah we're definitely uh lots of people are giving us tons of compliments you know oh you guys sound so great you're doing a lot of stuff that people really want to hear you know um we've been pulling getting a little bit more we're starting to branch into more of the 90s and kind of 2000 stuff to get a little bit more of uh kind of my crowd and you know in the 20s 30s area um that enjoy that stuff a little bit more but i mean people really are receptive to even the 90s stuff like the allison chains that we have oh yeah um, love that band love love that kind of uh, stuff. i do too yeah and, and i can understand that yeah, for sure so you guys got going in 2016 now i know rich wasn't there yet and reed you probably weren't either 
but Bobby and Dave, you can speak to this. When 2020 hit and COVID hit, you know, and you, all of a sudden you went from being able to play places to you can't. Tell me about that sort of what how what sort of grind that was and how you handled it. <laughs> it was brutal. Right. Uh, it probably killed me more than anything um, because and these guys can tell you I'm a slave driver. I want to practice every week. I want to play every other weekend. If I could play full time seven days a week, I would do that. Understood. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, um, you know, we all have families and so forth and so on. But the the when COVID hit, um, it destroyed the local music scene. You guys know that, right? Um, you know, and you know, even up our way and some of the more remote places, you know, farther west of Cape and Bridge, you know, like Romney and Petersburg and Moorfield and uh, Thomas and Davis, you know, like the Purple Fiddle. Sure, up there, there yeah. You know, mm-hmm. those guys they went from having slam packed crowds you know two nights a week three nights a week to zero right um and props to those folks that was able to stay open yeah for sure you know but um i mean dave and i talked probably twice or three times a week you know it's like when are we going to be able to get back together right you know and um you know it just and and then we had uh uh that was when dave stepped away for a little while and uh, I had another drummer in with us, and it was, you know, it was the same thing. Yeah. You know, we just, it's just, it was brutal. Right. Were there really any was. avenues of, like, online stuff? Did you get into that at all or no? Um, we tried. We had discussed that a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess the easiest way to put it is it just didn't work out. I'm right. nice. It just right. didn't work out that right. way. Understood. Um, so we we waited. I mean, we we stayed in touch. We practiced at home. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. We did get together sometimes and, and practice, you know, sure. kept our distance. Of but, course. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a be- that was the best we could do. So, right. um, you know, and these guys like, you know, that are playing full time, I think Robbie Lyman plays, you know, full time, does. doesn't he? And we've uh, had quite a few on, on the yeah, show that do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and those guys, I admire those guys for being able to stay, you know, Josh Shouter from, uh, Kashmir, you right. know, he's a full time musician. Yep. Um, you know those guys that were able to keep it together and support their families, man, thumbs up because right. yeah. you guys had the ticket and you know so they did what they needed to do to get it done. But yeah, ultimately it it uh, it it hurt us bad. Sure, yeah, sure, I'm sure. Um, yeah, Rich and, and Reed, either one of you or both of you, you know, what sort of effect did it have on you and your craft at that time? Were were you playing a lot? What were you doing, Rich? Were you out doing other things besides playing? How did that work? No, I was playing another band, but didn't really let it affect us. We kind of shrugged it off. Did you really? Yeah. Good for you. Balls to the wall, just get together. No social distancing, no masks. Just eat it if you got it. <laughs> Did you catch any guff over it? Did people give you a hard time? No, I caught the COVID ones, but uh, first time sucks, second time not so bad, and yeah. just kept playing. Yeah, good for you. How about you, Reed? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was with Nearest Fiddle at the time. Uh, we definitely went through a little bit of like a, a lineup change just based off of, you know, people weren't comfortable sure. um, playing, but <clears throat> we still got together quite a bit. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, at least to practice. Um, I think we we did a couple, you know, videos and stuff trying to right. do something online. But you know, um, aside from a, a couple little private shows that were you know off out in the middle of nowhere, it was kind of not uh, not a whole lot happening gotcha. during that time, unfortunately. But you know, you you just get together, you practice as much as you can, and you just kind of had to wait it out, make the best, yeah. And eventually, the sun did come and it came yes. back and and. So that's sort of how this whole thing that we're doing right now, this podcast sort of dawned too, is out of the growth of music after COVID. Bobby, and I know you know what I'm talking about here. Suddenly, there's lots of places to play, places that we never had in the past. Yeah. That's got to be exciting for a band, right? You guys have loved that, right? And you yeah. probably, you know, like had great hookups, right? Yeah, it was unbelievable. It's like somebody walked in and flipped the light switch on yeah and then people started calling you and that was the kicker for it you know these places when uh when the government shut everything down more or less you know with a lot of the clubs that we were playing at um you know they listened and shut the doors mm. right you know and they didn't have any choice right but um you know when when it all opened back up it was like the scene like I'm used was used to in the 80s in you know northern virginia baltimore and dc where i grew up playing sure um you know that light switch came on and there weren't enough bands to play in the clubs so you just saw bands starting to pop up everywhere right right and it's been so great ah i love it you guys obviously do some great covers do you all dabble in the uh original songs as well (laughs) it's funny you say that (laughs) um we don't as of yet but um I've been writing my whole life, and I've got uh, probably probably about an album's worth of material written um, that uh, I just need to introduce to these guys. So that's something that we're going to uh, look at working towards in, in 2024. Excellent. It's some original material. So, and of course, I got to ask because it's my favorite question. Like with your with your writing style, how do how do you do that? Is it a <laughs> Kind of an overnight thing. You sleep on it. Does it pop into your head all at one time? Sometimes, uh, two weeks ago at work, two songs just popped right into my head, and uh, I just I sat down with my phone in between phone calls and paperwork and started writing out the lyrics. Nice. Um, a lot of times, I'll just open up Easy Drummer on my on my computer and just start playing licks, and then something will stick, something will click, okay. and I'll I'll do it. So it, it, for me, it's um, it's not natural. I have to work at it. Um, but uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. Right. I can get lost in it really quick. Very cool. Yeah, we hear that a lot because I, I would be the same way. Like if you write something, I'm, I'm assuming you're recording it because like by the afternoon, you probably forget what it is. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I forget it like a minute later. Minute later uh, that's yeah, sure, that's yeah. where I was going to go with that. But <laughs> So when you guys get together for, you know, like, like when you rehearse as a group in the beginning and even now, are you all walking in rehearsal going, check this out, I want to do this song? You know, do you all throw something in the ring and see how it sticks, or or how does that work for picking songs to do? 
Sometimes uh, we definitely can have random spur of the moment where Bobby will just start playing a riff of a song that he likes. Okay. And then everyone else kind of just knows the song. Sure. Um, well, you know, that's what happened with the, the Alice in Chains to Man in the Box mm-hmm. that I mentioned. Um, we just kind of randomly started playing it one day and we're like, oh, we all know it. Cool. Right. Let's do it. Um, but definitely um, it's it's a collaborative effort. We've kind of let everybody pick a couple songs throw them in there um you know we'll learn them over the week like two or three songs and then uh come together try them out if they don't sound good if we don't like it we're not going to do it okay um we'll move on sometimes we'll do it at at, at a show we'll play it one time at a show and if people don't like it it's gone we don't like it we don't want to play it you know that sort of leads to my next question. Is there some audience influences to what you play? In other words, you know, do you hear something at a show? People requesting the music. Yeah. Play this, play that. And like, okay, we will, we'll learn it. We'll learn it. You know, give us a little bit of time. Right. We do get a lot of people asking for songs, and we're like, yeah, we all know it. We just haven't sat down and tightened it up, made right. it solid. Mm-hmm. Right. Is there a common one that you get asked about repeatedly? Yes. Don't even say it. Uh-oh. I'm not going to say it. I'm leaving. I'm not. We've okay. all agreed that that's Sore a subject. no-go. I'll give you a hint. hint. I'll give you a hint. It's named after a car and a lady. Car and a lady. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. I think I'll leave it. Somebody just said it. I don't know who Somebody. said it. Wasn't me, but yeah, we hear that all the time. Is you know that, that right? We know it. We're just not going to play it. And, you know, realistically, that's from that's from the crowd. That's that's. 58, 60 years and older, yeah, you know, the, the yeah. older folks that are, are retired are still out here, you know, getting in the clubs at yeah. night and coming out and dancing, yeah. and that's I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, um, Wilson Pickett had a lot of great hits. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that one is one of them, yep. but I can understand. And, and I, I kind of like the fact that you put your foot down about certain songs because yeah. I'm the same way. I played in bands, also DJed for a long time, and there was, there was times where I just – I am not playing that damn song. I'm just not going to do it. I know it's not a great way to be, but unfortunately, right. I kind of like your style on that because you know, if it doesn't fit or if it's overplayed, yeah, that kind of thing, it just doesn't add to your whatever you're doing. I think. Yeah. So, well, you look at some bands, you know, especially the country bands and the guys that are mixing some of the old time rock and roll, right, uh, into their set lists. You know, they're playing that song. And right. if you look at the bands in our area, there's a lot of bands that do that style sure. of music, and they're playing that song. So gotcha. that we leave it to them. So that's my next question because, see, I haven't been out playing in a long time as far as the local. I call them, you know the the Animal Club tour. You yeah, know, the, yes. the, the mooses and the elks and the monkey rooms, whatever you want to call it. And so, for instance, when you're out doing those, compared to like maybe if you're doing a show at Backseat, that probably affects your set list choices a little bit, does it not? Yes. Okay. That I, mm-hmm. I'll admit it. I am the worst set list writer ever that has walked the face of the okay. earth. And these guys will, Dave and Reed will tell you, I'm bad. Right. So I leave it to them. They're fantastic at it. <laughs> um, they. They write down the times. When we write a set list, uh, you know, they do a great job. They time it out. We put guitar changes in there, guitar tunes in there. Very good, they, yeah. They time out the material based off of the, the uh, venue that we're playing, and they do a great job at it. So that's one less thing i got to worry about. I yeah, love that's it. for sure, yeah. Are most of, your, are most of your gigs three, four hours? What are they? Most of them are four hours. Four hours. Yeah. Four hour gigs. Yeah. We gotcha. try to do a couple and then take like a half hour break if we can. Um, and we have me and Reed have Adam Tom. We're the songs are two to three minutes apart, or uh, between songs. Right. And then he does his little spiel, talks a little bit, pumps the crowd up. Bobby does guitar change, and we're back in it again. Yeah. They wait on me. As soon as I say go, we go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I have always thought, and I, I don't think I've ever asked this question on a show, so I'm gonna I'm gonna debut it to you guys right now. <laughs> I don't know how you, Dave. This is geared towards you a little bit. I know as a drummer, bands I've been in in the past, I hated breaks. I hated breaks. I just didn't want to do it. I didn't understand why we do ten songs and eight ten songs, and then we take a break. Because it didn't seem like till we got to the seventh song that we even had anybody going anyway, and then boom, we take a break. Do you all feel that way at all? Is there ever any inkling to go? You know what? We're going to hammer this son of a bitch for two sets. We'll split it in half. We're going to do two two hours. Have you, does that ever happen? Sometimes when you get them going, like you plan a song into a set, and they're into it and they're doing their thing, and you're like, man, we need like one more song. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, well, we got to take a break. Right. Whatever. And then you right. get back, and then when you start playing again. You get two or three songs deep in the set. You're like, ain't nobody responding. We should have just kept. Right. And we have discussed that too. Maybe if that's a situation, just not start going into the next set again, just to keep them going. Right. Right. Well, maybe it was a drummer thing. Maybe I'm sitting down, you know, because you'd have to go maybe go to the bathroom or go smoke. I mean, the common things to, you know, sitting down takes pressure off. I ain't got to pee anymore. I'm sitting down. You know what I mean? (laughs) But so maybe that's why, you know what I mean? But I just always wonder about that. I, I thought, you know, gosh, because I, I get into a band and I'm listening to them, and then boom, they're taking a break. I'm like, dang, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, That's it's, it's funny that you asked that question because um, uh, Reed and I were talking about that about three months ago, mm-hmm. and um, we have came up with a. Uh, I'll let Reed explain it. it yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm always, I'm always a proponent of as small of a break. If you need one, you need one. I, I definitely would like to have, you know, maybe a five, ten minute break, at least in the middle, just for my voice, just to take. I understood. You know, yeah. A it's drink different for a singer. Yeah. Relax. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, I we've been talking about pulling out an acoustic set kind of in the middle just yeah. to keep it going and give like give the uh, the other guys a break if they want one, but just kind of keep it going to have a shorter yeah. time span because a half an hour break is just so long. For right, those, it those is, and you sort of lose it. I mean, there was I'm not going to name the band, but we were at Backseat, you know, about this time last year, and they came out and did a great set, and then it was 40, 40 minutes, and they're still not back on the stage, and and. I paid my tab and got out of there yeah. because I was just like, that, I'm bored. Yeah. We run into that you know? a lot. The first first and second set, we're good. And then toward the end, if we're the people just, they tend to go. So if you don't keep them out of there, they're not going right. to continue to keep exactly. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. Yeah. it's it's it, We've noticed it a lot playing. Like, man, just towards our third set, it's just like, where's everybody at? You know what I mean? Right. And that's the thing that kills a lot of them is the breaks. Yeah, it does. So it, we it can kills break it down vibe. to 10, yeah. 15 minute breaks, even less new. Yeah. Sure. You guys have certainly been playing at some nice venues. Are there some that are on kind of like your Mount Rushmore that you haven't done yet that you're looking forward to, that you're trying to get into? Um, go ahead, Reed. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, Baltimore uh, Reed, Arena. <laughs> Reed's actually been Reed's been reaching out to a lot of places. We're wanting to expand. Um, in 2024, um, and get more regional. Right. Um, you know, we want to continue to play the places that that, you know, has supported us through the years and not, you know, not play there at all. Right. Um, but, you know, we're wanting to expand. We, we would love the opportunity to be able to become, you know, that A-level regional band, you know, guys like the Reagan years and, um, uh, you know, Cashmere and Sold Out. You know, those guys are playing all over. Right. Um, you know, so we're, we're that's 
that's kind of what's motivating us to to look at our set list really, really hard. You know, look at that core set of songs that those bands are playing. You know, that are playing those places. Right. Um, you know, in D.C. and Baltimore and and Northern Virginia and you know and and PA and get you know get where we need to be and get. Um, we're even looking at possibly working with a booking agent. There you go. In twenty twenty four. Okay. So. Those are helpful, especially um, if you want to get a really busy schedule. Yeah. They're yeah. very helpful. Um, but they're hard to find. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't know for sure, but yeah, yeah. I can imagine. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, a good booking agent, um, you know, it's it's a relationship. I've dealt with them before um, with one out of uh, New York uh, when I was playing metal. And um, they're hard to come by. It's You know, it's a working relationship just like with us. You know, it, you right. got to click. You right. got to click. Understood. You know. So it um, um, it can be very trying at times. Understood. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on Ryan's question real quick for Rich specifically because he told me he mentioned CBGBs. Were you ever able to play that cool stage? Just Rich? once. Did you really? Yeah. How cool was that? It was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, think of the history of that place, man. You know, just grow up there, seeing bands every Saturday morning, and then actually get to play for them. That's fantastic. Wow. Very cool, man. Is is that one of the highlights of your playing career, would you say, or no? It was the most interesting one. Sure. Was it really? Yeah, because they're not very well organized over there. Uh, <laughs> I've heard it since closed. I, I yeah, did hear that finally done. a couple they're of years done. back. Um, you know, like everything, all things good come to an end. It seems like, it, you know, Bobby, you and I remember the, the Bayou in Georgetown years ago. Oh, that was yeah. a great place to go. You know, Jack's. Jack's is another one. You Tiki know, Follows and Dumfries. Tiki Follows, another one we used to play years ago. Yeah, absolutely. That one. <laughs> so that you know, all the good ones come and go, unfortunately. But uh, but a lot of good ones are out there for sure. Yep, yep, for sure. Yep. You'd mentioned about having enough material, <coughs> material to write an album. Is that a goal of you guys to put out a CD in twenty twenty four? It's a beyond? goal for me, um, and I'm I'm trying to to convince these guys that you know it's <laughs> something that that I'd love their help with because I finally have the musicians in place now um, that that I feel can accentuate and add to what I've started. Right. Um, and that's been, um, you know, there's a lot of great musicians in our area. Uh, there is. There's a lot of musicians in our area. But finding those guys that you that you click with, not only on a musical standpoint, but on a mental standpoint, um, Dave and I, one of the coolest things that, I, that I've taken away from, from him and I playing together is that, I know what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care what we're playing. I can just start playing a riff out of the blue, and I know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And what he does, I like. Right. There you go. And that was one of the things that impressed me with him at his at his audition was just like, yeah, Rich there's did the it. notes. Yeah. There's yeah. the notes. What was the song, Reed? Um, um, that he just absolutely nails at the audition. What was, was it? Bites of Dust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. yeah, we play, yeah, there you go. Yeah, the yeah. Line, yeah a, that's well, the whole song. Right? Right? That's exactly. the whole song. Yeah, and he just he killed it. And yeah. I'm just I'm messing up the song because I'm standing there going, yeah. "Holy crap! Yeah. He's playing yeah. it right. You know, yeah. he's playing what I'm used to hearing in my headphones when I'm practicing right. yeah. at home. So you know, having the opportunity now and guys in place to be able to do that, you know, I, I I'm hoping that we can, you know, get the opportunity. I have a small recording studio. Oh, do you really? Okay. I'm actually building a, I'm remodeling a house. I bought a house two years ago. I'm remodeling. I'm going to put a production studio in the basement. Right. Awesome. So, um, once I finally get that done, 
then uh, you know we'll have a, a fi- an actual production studio to gotcha. be able to record in. Gotcha. You guys have friends that are doing other things. You know, former members of the band are, are playing for somebody else now. All in good terms, I'm sure. Are there what What are a couple of groups that we have nearby that you guys think like that they're really cool? I mean, what's a band favorite of yours right now that's local, Bobby? Well, my newest one is that Sozzled. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen Russ's them. band, Russell. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, um, I seen them a couple months. Well, when they played at Backseat for their own yes, show. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, for being together for six months and yeah. the sound they pushed out and the songs they played, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah they're they're a goal somewhere. of ours for yeah, the show. We've been reaching out for us. Major shout out to them. I'm yeah. very impressed with them. Cool. How about you, Bob? Um, actually, there's two bands that stand out. Um, and I mentioned Chad and them earlier. And Blue Ridge Rain, since he's picked up Randy and picked up. Uh, Joe Knotts, the other guitar yeah, player. Right. Um, th- from a country standpoint, man, they're killing it. They are really yeah. good. Uh, they're very, you know, very Chad good. Chad has got such a, I th- from for me, what I hear through my ear, he's got such a phenomenal, he does projection voice. It's not overpowering, but it's just it's there when you need it there, yeah. and not when you don't. Yeah. Um, I really dig their I really dig what they're doing. Their originals that uh that they've written. Um, you know, Randy did the guitar parts on on them. Of course everybody collaborated, but right. uh, they're killing it. Um and <laughs> one of the bands that I saw at Backseat, we were there one night on a whim, um freak show. Oh yeah, those guys yeah. just just absolutely they freaked me out. <laughs> That's what they're supposed just, to do. I think, right? yeah. You know, they just put on a phenomenal show. Yeah, yeah, they, they really did. do. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they. If you've not used to seeing them for the first time, they kind of blow you back. And yeah, you see a little bit. yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so, yeah. I know you guys got Blue Fox coming up. What's what's in the future for you guys? Yeah, so what's tell some us about your schedule? Yeah, venues. Um, well, let me pull up the, uh, I had the, the thing open here just a minute ago and it closed out. Um, so, um, why don't you pull up that picture on Facebook? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's probably the easiest thing. Here, I'm I'll, not the most I'll tech savvy guy. I'll mention a couple guy. bands while he's doing Yeah, go ahead, Reed. That's great. Yeah. tech savvy guy in the so, world. So, uh, a couple bands, uh, two, two very different, um, I guess genres, uh, Novarium. Yeah. Yeah. I've them. seen them advertised quite a few times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, their lead singer originally was with, uh, a band, no tomorrow that okay. I played with back in the day and they okay. were killer as well. She's phenomenal. Very cool. Um, and then, uh, Brendan Edward, Brendan yes. Edwards, love him. Great. Even great though friend I'm of the show. not yep. a huge, you know, bluegrass country kind of guy. I mean, every time I see something that he does, I have to sit down and listen. You to really him. do. And he's got, I, I talk about him all the time. People, I, I probably get more questions from about him from the show than I do maybe anybody else. Um, and I always tell people that it's funny with Brendan. Brendan's such a, he's a perfectionist, but he would never let you know that. In other words, when you go up to meet him, he's just so unassuming. Mm-hmm. But he's got everything on his mind. He hears everything, including the other instruments that he's playing with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wants you to be on top of your game and doing what he's doing. And he's got that mindset that, that you know, you uh, you find in really successful people. So yeah, I think he's a real deal. Yeah, you, he, you, he's really cool. He is very, very cool. I remember he uh, he said to me one of the first times that I met him that he was annoyed with somebody that they weren't going to practice for like six hours with him. Yes. Just playing guitar all day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. He, he's uh, on that kind of level. Yeah, all right. he is for sure. Bobby, what you got, brother? Uh, so uh, like you guys said at the beginning of the show, coming up this Friday, we're at Blue Fox. Uh, February the 9th, we're in Front Royal at the Moose. Uh 
The following weekend, we're in Newmarket at the Eagles. Uh, then we picked up some gigs at On Q Sports Bar. Nice. New uh, in there. Yeah. yeah. So that's a new venue for us coming up in uh, March on the 16th. Um, and then it, you know, it goes back and forth between those folks, um, you know, every other month, every month. Um, and then, uh, we've got, uh, we've got a pretty cool, um, gig that, that I secured with, uh, it's not public, it's private. Understood. Um, but it's, uh, it's called the Ashburn farm summer kickoff. Oh, okay. Um, I've heard of that. actually. And we played down there last year and I played it one year before and then COVID hit and they didn't have it for uh, a gotcha. few years. Okay. Um, but the, uh, the lady that. Caitlin, the lady that does the booking and stuff for that phenomenal uh, staff that they have down there, we just hit it off. And um, they uh, called me out of the blue um, last year and said, hey, is the band still together? Can you guys do the show? And we had the date open, so we did it. And um, as soon as we were done with the gig last year, she said, um, you know, we're, we're going to be having this again in May. Nice. Put it on your calendar. So, that feels good. Though. Yeah. yeah. That, that feels, feels good, good when somebody does that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you know we want to try to get into uh, we want to try to get into some of the wineries. Um, you know, moving into twenty twenty four, if we can get guys to call us back, we'd love the opportunity, Jerry, uh, to get some shows at um, backseat. Uh, backseat. Yeah. We've we played there a couple times. I've played there several times. Right. But I'd like to get. I'd like to get an opening show. Yes. Uh, on on the big stage in the events Very center. Cool. We've seen yeah. some shows there. Very good. And, yeah. You know, uh, you know. I got to give a shout out to Skippy, Skippy. phenomenal yeah. sound guy. You know, if you like it loud, if you like it loud, you like, gotta like it loud. says, yeah. You know, he's your sound guy. He is to blame for my tinnitus on a lot of levels. I'm going to tell you, but I still love Skippy. Yeah. It's all great. And then, you know, I'd like to get back into uh, uh, to West Oaks. Um, yeah, we talked to Levi. I've, I've reached he out to Levi. I haven't heard back from him yet, so hopefully he'll be listening yeah. to the show. But. Yeah. Um, you know, and now with J.R. Everhart doing sound for those gigs now, yeah. you know, that's top notch. Yeah. So, you know, you can't get any better than him. Yeah, I was going to definitely so. say West Oak. So. And we have a lot of little listeners, um, the people up at the Troubadour. You know, that would be a great place for you yeah, all to play in the summer. I, I've played yeah. there before. Yeah, played there yeah. last, well, winter before last. Yeah, and you could do and, the outside uh, show yeah. even better, you know yep. what I mean? Um, and, of course, you know, there's lots of places. There's some large uh, distilleries slash breweries and stuff down around, you know, there's Flying Ace over towards... <laughs> Percival, that's amazing. Got a great big stage. There's there's one that we were just talking with Eric and oh help me I, summer 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 and Eric were just here. Sorry about that summer. Um, they play at one down at you know the Manassas area. That's huge, okay. big stage. So there's lots of places you guys are going to find work at. You just got to get the word out, and that's what we're going to help you do. Yeah, well, uh, Richard knows uh, uh, he knows a lot of the breweries with the ba- former band that he was. There playing you go. With. Yeah, there you go, Richard. So that's yeah, good. he's gonna um, once he gets his mindset right on on the music <laughs> and feels comfortable with everything because he's man, he's been putting in the practice time. Holy that's cool. cow! That's good. Um, so um, you know, once he gets that under his belt, then we're going to start hitting Very some good. of those places up Very too. Good. Awesome. Any good road stories or concert stories that you guys can share? Again, it's PG thirteen. Yeah, so. funny <laughs> stuff. Anything? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. No, I better not share that one, especially if my girlfriend listens to this game. <laughs> this was be- way before her. But um. No, we were uh we were actually uh, probably one of the biggest ones that stands out in my mind is uh, um playing at Jack's. Yeah. And uh, in walks D Snyder. Yeah. Um. Not and, uncommon at that time. Yeah. yeah. 
and back in those days. And we were we did a Black Sabbath tribute, did four songs, Sweet Leaf, and I don't remember what the other three were because it's been so long ago. Um, and there was these three or four ladies up front, and they were just loving Black Sabbath. And the next thing I know, they're all standing at the stage. Yeah. And the shirts come <laughs> off, the bras come <laughs> off, and I'm like, holy cow, because that's the first time that had ever happened. This is what star. I want to do. So I was like, I'm a rock star. Yeah, baby. First time you ever saw those, huh? Uh, yeah, exactly. You nailed it. That's yeah. a great one-liner, Rich. Yeah. So that that's probably... Um, for a live show for me, uh, the other one that stands out, we were playing the VFW in Charlestown uh, a few years back, and there was a, um, an older gentleman um, having a great time, just digging the music, right. loving what we were doing. And the next thing I know, I see him. He's got a tambourine in his hand. Well, he's far enough back where I can't hear him. Well, he gets up closer to the front. And he's over on Randy. Randy was playing bass with us. Understood, then. yeah. And he was over on Randy's side, and I'm like, good, he's going to stay over there. Man, this guy, so he turns, he comes walking to me, and he's shaking the crap out of this tambourine, and it's way, way out of time. Oh, no. And I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? I've got the drums in this ear and that tambourine, and yeah. the tambourine was just overpowering the drum kit <laughs> where right. I'm standing. Right. And it really screwed me up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, enthusiasm, man, that's for sure. I think, Ryan, you asked this question, but I'm going to ask Reed because I think he's the one that handles most of it. To book you guys through, it, it mainly going to come through social media? Uh, yeah, you can do any of our social media. We have Facebook, Instagram. Um, I just made us a TikTok. I put some of our Did you really just, good. You know, videos of us performing on there. Um, mostly the website, uh, our email, which is uh, cross n styles band okay, right at gmail um that's going to be the easiest way to reach out to us both bobby and i have access to that so i usually reach out uh beforehand i'll reach out to whatever venues i can think of or research and i'll see them i'll shoot them an email and say hey we're we're looking to book here um but yeah those are the easiest places to contact us would be facebook or our website very cool very cool what do we miss guys what what's something about crossing styles that we left off the chart Oh man, the vocal quality! These two guys doing harmonies is outstanding. Yeah, that that is one of the things that um, that admire me. I'll tell you a funny story really quick. Okay, it, uh, that uh, Reed actually auditioned for the band a few years back during in twenty 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 twenty. Okay, okay, um, gotcha. And we were in a position where we had so many gigs booked. That and at that time we were playing probably ninety percent country and ten percent the rest was R and B and you know some John Cougar Mellencamp and sure. stuff like that. Yeah, and um, and we gave him an audition list and he came in and, and killed those those rock and classic rock tunes. But you know, Reed will tell you he's not a country guy. Understood. And yeah. the crowds that we were playing to at the time, you know, was predominantly country. So it was really hard for me. Actually, that's probably one of the hardest musician decisions I've ever had to make because I'm like, this guy's looking me in the face. He's got the voice that I've been looking for for several years. Right. And because we're doing predominantly country, I can't say yes. Right. Understood. That's a head so, of excruciating. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, so um, the, the dude that we did hire at the time, you know, came in, did a great job, did a great job for us. So. Right. Very cool. 
but now we're a rock band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The stink face. Yeah. Thing. yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> well, Cross and Styles, man, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your evening to come out and join us here on the Musicians Cafe, man. We got to get the word out about you guys, and also we got to stay in touch because we want to catch up with you maybe, like, you know, this time next year or something, get you back on the show and tell us what's going on and how much has happened since this show. Yeah. Is that cool? We'll yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to. Very cool. Well, thank you guys yeah. so much. Yeah. If you don't mind, if no. we could just shout out the show once. Yeah. Uh, so Blue Fox on uh, this Friday, yeah. uh, December 29th, we're playing with uh, Spiral Grave and Coalition 369. I said Spinal Grave on our video, so I'm going to get it right this time. <laughs> you were um, thinking of tap. Maybe the bloopers I feel that terrible because they're, they're killer. Seriously, if you enjoy do metal, then Spiral Grave is Yeah, they're getting great, some good metal bands band. out there. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about that show real quick, though. I'm just curious. Is, is Showtime like at 9 or 10? I think it's at... So the show starts at 9... Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe we play at 11. 11. Wow. So we're, yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah. that's, that's really, that's late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the Blue Fox way. Richard and I probably remember that back from the days with you playing it. At heebie-jeebies in, in there, and you know, I, sometimes we wouldn't start until one o'clock. Uh, yeah, exactly. You'd be Nine one a.m. Downbeat one a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're coming home the next morning, Rainbow and the sun's Road. coming up. It, it, Truly, or it's already up. Yeah, or it's already when up. You're, yeah, yeah, when you're loading out, it's already up. But I was twenty three and four and five years old, but I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just whew, eleven o'clock for me would be late. But that's cool, man. You guys tear it up and and knock them dead. I'm sure you will for sure. Ryan, a couple things. Um, you know, we don't do this very often, but I'm going to kind of throw this out here to you because. Um, every week we get fabulous bands. Today was no different. Uh, Crossing Styles is fabulous, but we've got a little bit of a, a special guest next week. And I know you worked hard on putting that together. It was stalk- so, stalking, actually. Let's everybody pull, you know, throw this name out there, kind of tell everybody what's going on so we, everybody can sort of be prepared for next week. Because we don't normally do this, but I want to do this for this gentleman. Yeah, we really have a special guest for next Wednesday. Um, it's Brad Divins. Who I'm sure you guys know of, um, formerly of Kicks, Ratchet America, yes. Souls at Zero. Uh, That's he awesome. was so nice enough to uh, to want to join us next week. And after a lot of emails and stalking, um, <laughs> he agreed to do it. So nice. We're very excited. Yeah, we are really excited. Not to take away excited. from you guys because no, you guys are fantastic. For yeah. That. That's awesome. Yeah. And Do you have a- VIP seating for that? Yeah, I know, right? I know. I want to get everybody <laughs> stoked. Just brain. I, you're welcome. Yeah. Come. It, it, that's the thing. I, it's so much to talk about, Bobby. Where do you start at? You know, And yeah. I, that's going to be hard to condense that show down because I've got a million things I want to know. He's still doing front of the house stuff for like Enrique Iglesias. He's doing right. things for, he's you know, Cindy Lauper, Motley Crue, you name yeah. it. He has done it. It's going to be pretty cool, but uh, but a big shout out to you, Ryan, for putting that together. And Brad, we are really looking forward to it, brother. Man, can't wait to have you in the show. And 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 I know that there's a lot of folks out there doing music right now that are interested in what you have to say. So I'm looking forward to that. Sure. And that'll be on next week's show. All right, before we get out of here, a couple things I got to knock out. We got to make sure that uh, we give Chris Gray, our producer, a shout out. He's been handling things for us on the backside for a long time. We appreciate everything that he does for us. Also, that um, question we had at the beginning of the show, according to Billboard magazine, what is the top song of 2023? Everybody's mind went right to uh, uh, Taylor Swift. It actually is not Taylor Swift, but the song is Last Night from Morgan Wallen. 
is oh. actually the, the the song of the year this year. Uh, and and I had the same look too, Bobby. I mean, I just holy crap! I didn't even think of that. I'm still stuck in in rock, and you know, and I still and, you know I recognize these guys are great, but it's just not me. So I didn't know the song that well. I actually literally had to go to YouTube today to make sure I knew what song they were even talking about. But it's Last Night by Morgan Wallen. So congratulations to him for writing a great song. And then everything else that we have to wrap up. This is episode 78. Hard to believe, man. We've had 78 wow. episodes, Ryan, and it's been a great ride. And we got a long ways to go yet because we got lots booked. But I just want to wish everybody out there the absolute best um, for the next year coming up, 2024. We want to thank everybody for the wonderful following that we've got, the, the, the listenership. It wowed us a couple weeks ago when we got the numbers in. Uh, we've been just so grateful for that. I know we've made a lot of friends. A lot of the bands are making connections, and it's just a really good vibe that we've got behind the Musicians Cafe, and it's only because we've got great, awesome, wonderful, talented people that we have on each and every week, and I thank the Lord for those people, and I thank you too, brother, for being here with me, Ryan. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, and be safe, everybody. Absolutely. Everybody, enjoy the weekend. Go out and see some good music. If you're out driving to one of those venues, make sure, unless you're passing somebody, to stay the hell out of the left lane because you're going to piss me off. Get in the right lane. <laughs> Stop driving in the wrong lane for crying out loud. Happy New Year to everybody. We will see you in 2024. And until then, peace.